Ashley Cross reading Diane Palmer's book, Protector Chapter 14. And I like to apologize for my giggling in the last one. I could not wait. was funny. Anyways, Chapter 14. What if Pepito decided to go and try to save his family when it opened her eyes more than once? I suppose in his place I might do the same. It would be hard to put the last children, or oh, the last people you don't even know. <laughs> she smiled, pulling the blanket closer around them. I was thinking about Shane and Julie. She said so. It would be hard for them if we don't make it back. We've already lost both parents. Let's just go one step at a time here. We're free. Thanks to you, he said. Imagine using a toilet paper roll holder to cut yourself free. She yeah. Thanks to Pepito's boss, she chuckled. Imagine having something like that in an outhouse. I'll have to remember to tell my deputies about it. <laughs> about that one when we get home, it will tickle them. When they remember the guns, we compensated that were gold plated and sudden studded with diamonds. He grew. What a haul. The feds confiscated them. I imagine they put the proceeds to good use, tracking down the people who bought those guns. I hope they can. She drew a long breath in her. There was a sliver of a moon. They had no fire. She heard coyotes howling somewhere nearby. Coyotes won't attack people, will they? She won't. I don't think so. Actually, Native Americans have some fascinating stories about coyotes protecting wounded people along in the wilderness. <laughs> Perhaps we should talk to the coyotes and see if they'd be willing to give us a hand. Or rather, Paul. He licked their fingers with his. Shifted close. It gets damn cold in the desert at night. He said, I've had to spend a night or two outside on the other side of the border hunting beautiful tips. You're a very dangerous line of work, she murmured. Yes, I never thought about it before, but I am. Yes, I, I love my job, but maybe it's time I thought about putting on a new deputy and paying more attention to administration. Yeah, you do that. I think it would. He reached up and kissed him very soft. I'd like it very much if you stayed alive for a little long time. And he left him. Okay, I'll do my best. He turned to Jim and sat down beside her on the harbor. I don't want our children to be orphans. He was reporting close, hungry for the feel and taste of them. As he kissed her, his hands wandered slowly over her body, making it swell, making it ache for more. Her mouth opened under his, tempting him. She slid her hands under his shirt against his back where the scars were from her wounds. They didn't bother her at all. They were marks of his bravery. But her hands, but her gentle stroking and relax, she didn't feel the scars repulsive. That made him feel really good. He nudged her legs apart, knowing that this was a very bad idea, and lowered himself so that they fit against each other almost as close as possible. She arched up, going swell, and was hungry. Please, he was pushing so he was in Oh, hands, please. He moved against her, hurt in front of me, aching to do what she wanted, but just as his hands went slow again, the coyote started up again. It sounded closer, menacing. He sat up for her. What is it? She has likely still shivering with unsatisfied crash. Coyote said, Listen. They were very loud. She whispered the weapon and handed it to just in case. She said he knows who was facing. Just for the record, I didn't want to stop. She left me either. 
We'll have all the time in the world. We just have to live for the next couple days until she smiles. What an incident! He just. I was about to say the same. To say that myself. <laughs> she looked out over the darkened landscape, dotted with a few mesquite trees in the distance. Was Pepita there gathering wood or had he run away to find his boss? She voiced those concerns. Either he'll come back or he won't. Hank said, Father. We have to hope that he's like me. If I give my word, I keep it. You think he will? She wondered if he loves his family. He's scared to death that Menendez will have them tortured and killed. I know, but he promised Father's help. That will carry weight. I hope so. I hope so. She replied. But she was feeling the cold, feeling the cold, separated from Haynes, and fear and uncertainty came back like a factor. Come here, he said softly, lying down the cuddle where as close as he dared. We can keep each other warm while we wait. <laughs> she smiled. Can I take your clothes off while we wait? Lord, shame! He did. You embarrass the coyote. Snuggled his chest. I don't care. Come on, it's dangerous. I already have, and you can't see the results here. Here we are, lost in Mexico, waiting for people to come and kill us. <laughs> Not the sort of dangerous I mean. <laughs> she opened her shirt, put her mouth in the thick hair that covered the little muscles of his chest. That feels good. She looks pretty good. I know something that will feel even better. His hands went to work on her shirt, tugging it over her head. Her bra followed. Older bear chats, bears again against his groan as the pleasure shot through him like fire. Through the said, It really does feel better. His arms contracted, but the damage won't hurt. She uttered his painful. And that I can't. And she tried to go. God, it hurts. <laughs> she got your shoulder. Gosh, I forgot. And I'm so sorry. She sat up in the pale light of a queen. You could see her breast pale and hard. Beautiful. He was pretty bent, caught one in his mouth, tasting it, saving it with his tongue. He arched backwards. Yes, he was like beautiful. He laid her down, got on her soft breast for what seemed a very long time. But he back. Wrong time, wrong place. He breathed me. We're gonna freeze. We keep that up, and besides, I'm not doing so good. Shoulder hurt. Like hell, he breathed grimacing as he moved on. And I still can't get the damn cups off. He held them up for one wrist. Sorry. Well, I'm sorry. She whispered against his eye. But it was worth it. He said, Yes, it was. So he put her ball and shirt back on and moved closer. I am a brazen hussy. She took it, and I'm proud of it. He laughed with pure Jameless, that promise to be delicious when we finally have the opportunity to really know each other. You know, I'll be worth waiting for it. I know. So will I. That's a promise. Felt <laughs> him shiver and pulled the blanket closer around him. Felt warm to the touch, but she couldn't decide if it was fever or something else. She was worried about it. I wish we had something you could take, she said, for the pain at least. I'll manage. If we could just get warm, that would be something. <laughs> she looked out to the dark and progressive Resignation. I don't think Pepito's coming back. She said that he won't be gathering wood in the dark. There's a little light, he said, not noting it. Think of it logically. 
even if he could get back to Coral to his family, how would he get them out all by himself? I suppose Mendez has them well guarded. She goes, he can't go back to his boss, assuming that Charles knows we escaped. So where else can he go except back here? Your father is the only hope he has of saving his wife and children. They may already be dead, she said, her voice low and soft. Mendez is a monster like his cousin El Verano, and that Lido who said he wanted to hurt me in front of the camera before he killed me. <laughs> Thank God most of the Mexican people are kind and compassionate and devoted to the family. We tend to dwell on the criminal element, the drug lords, the drug dealers, the mules, but there are millions of good people down here who don't commit crimes or go to church and love the children. Yes, we, we tend to forget that. General, it's so damn cold. <laughs> You're feeling it more because of what we're been through physically, she five it and strapped him up closer to me. We'll get out of here. I know we will. But not tonight, he said. Let's try to get a little sleep. Maybe when it gets light, we can at least watch the sunrise and see which way east is. Then we just start walking north. Eventually, we'll end up somewhere. Good idea. I like it. We kissed her for it. Go to sleep. She closed her eyes with a sigh and relaxed. The mayor of Cotolo was practically was particularly unpleasant man. Kyron Ramirez was sitting with Ramrod straight backs in his office while he went on and on about the stupidity of Americans who thought he was involved in drug trafficking. Do I look like a drug lord? He gave Cheryl says, concluded finally, giving the men a belligerent player. Ramirez had to buy stuff. We aren't here on drug related business at the moment. So you say. But what do I think I can do? Yet if you are missing two of your citizens, if they are in my country, they are here illegally and will be arrested if we find them. They were kidnapped and taken to your country against their will. Cryer interjected. He leaned forth. Look, we don't want to provoke a diplomatic upheaval. We just want to find the people and take them home. Surely you can understand. You can ask questions and see if anyone knows anything about where they are. I'm sure the ex-president of the country would be grateful. Ramirez added with a cold smile. He was reminding the little politician that he himself had ties to the Mexican government, especially with a man who was known for opposing and attacking drug traffic here in America. You have interesting connections, senor, he said. I have relatives everywhere. In fact, so does he. He indicated where I smiled nonchalantly. The little man glared at So, Ramirez continued in his patented voice. Can we count on you to help find our kidnapped citizens? The politician was thinking. This had the political potential to blow up in his face, especially since the leader of the cartel was on his way here right now. These federal law enforcement people could cause him some big trouble if they found out. Found in his office when the head man arrived. Mendez got some sweet smile from this. I promise you, I will do everything in my power to find them for you. He said suddenly, quote, That's kind of you, Mirza. Oh, hey, he called to his aide. He rushed in the door with an electronic tablet. Yes, senor? He said almost comical in his defense to the small man. These gentlemen are looking for two American citizens whom they say have been kidnapped and brought to our country. Will you make sure inquiries and see if you can find anyone who has knowledge of this crime? Of course. Yes. Who would you like me to go? 
You must start with the border patrol and work your way down to the policeman in the town's news. There's the border crossing. No major situation. Oh yes, of course. I will begin immediately. Hooray went back into his small office. The mayor took his my nephew wearing toward the door. The younger manager said, Incompetent, but my sister loves him. I must do what I can to promote peace in my family. Understandable, Grier replied. He glanced at Ramirez, as he had the same irritated expression on his face that Grier imagined he was wearing. This little twit wasn't going to do one thing to look for Hans Carson in it, Rainer. Ramirez got to be, Well, we thank you for your cooperation. The mayor shook hands with them both, still smiling from here. You're most welcome. I will have my people call you if we find out. Thanks. I walked out ahead of Ramirez. They're back at the bureau car before school. He knows where they are, he told Ramirez. I figured that out myself. Any ideas? We're guests here, but nobody's going to offer us lodging for the night. I'll wager. He looked around at the closed doors and windows. We aren't exactly attracting pleasant attention. So I guess we go back home and hope for the best. I don't want to leave them down here. They were kidnapped because of something they knew. They'll be killed. No, it's not something they knew. It's who they are. Miss Rayner is El Jefe's daughter. El Lorano will kill her slowly and probably some videos of it. El Jefe. Grass said with pure disgust. Yes, but Haynes humiliated Charles Mendez by arresting and confiscating his gold-plated hardware. He wants revenge just for that. Not that he won't kill Haynes, too. Of course he will. Cry not he found four bodies in a ditch here recently. He applied with them. Somebody got in the way of the drug traffickers. Haynes Carson is notorious for that. In the old days, before I was married, I had a child. I think I'd have come down here undetected and looked for them myself. Perhaps I'll that. Me too, but that's a job for younger men now. Ramirez purses it. You know, Manette Rayner's father probably has somebody working on this case right now. And he'd have to rescue Haynes as well as Manette, unless he wanted her to hate him forever. Cry out, Shackle. That would be one for the books. A notorious cartel leader trying to sleep a sheriff who wants him locked up. As if he's a prince among thieves, Ramirez replied. And we have nothing on him on our side of the border yet. Maybe we should pay pay him a call. Cry <laughs> thinking out loud. Ramirez smiled. Maybe we should. <laughs> Pepito was gathering wood, but his mind was on the task. He was thinking of his wife and his little girl. He'd been forced to help the Americans escape the grills, but none of the men he worked for would believe that. They'd think Pepito volunteered to let them go because everybody knew he had a soft heart. The Americans didn't know where they were. They had no compass, no way to find the border. He knew that if he didn't return, they would most likely wander around until they were recaptured by Pepito's boss. That would be bad, because they already sworn to tell the boss that Pepito helped them get away. They wouldn't lie to save him. On the other hand, they might die in the desert. It was very cold, and the sheriff was still fatigued from the bullet wound. They would be very uncomfortable without any sort of warmth, and there would be wild animals who lived in the desert. Anything could happen. Picked up another piece of mesquite wood. His eyes in the setting sun. He was very red on the eyes, red like blood. He groaned as he thought of his poor family, who would be at the mercy of the drug lord once they knew their prisoners had escaped. There was the possibility that he could sneak into the small village where they lived and get them out, before his treachery was discovered. It wasn't so far from here, and he knew the way. The Americans might die anyway. 
it would not be Pepito's fault, and if they did get recaptured, then perhaps Pepito could hide from the boss with his family, so he had a chance to get out of the country and start over. Yes, he could do that. Coyotes howled meaninglessly and shivered. Hated coyotes. A lot of them preying on domestic animals. Did they attack humans? It sounds as if they were very near the camp where he had left the Americans. It was not his problem. He had to save his family. He had to. The mayor told Leo was straightening his tie in anticipation of the arrival of the leader of the biggest cartel in the country, Pedro Mendez, the ones the stupid Americans called by a humiliating title, El Larindo. Pedro was coming to see the prisoner that Charo had hidden in a cabin in the desert. It would be a particularly interesting visit. El Jefe's daughter and his power and Charo had made it possible for some of his best enforcer, Lito, to kidnap her. The sheriff hadn't been part of the deal, except that he was with Miss Rainer and they couldn't leave him behind to talk. Oh, hey. Oh, they almost hey, Charo called to his aide. The younger man came over. Yes, sir, he replied. They're bringing many men with them. And a convoy of no less than four armored SUVs, yeah. Just in case the Americans or agents think to try something, they told Senior Mendez about the visitors. He was not pleased that they had the audacity to come. You should have let me tell them, you fool. Charles, I am the mayor. I am in charge here, not you. I'm very sorry. Where is he? I did nothing. You never do. Charles reached out and slapped the younger man viciously once. You idiot. Excuse me. Excuse me, is this the mayor's office? A pleasant deep voice interrupted. They both turned to the door. There were two men, one tall with long, loose, and thick black hair down his waist and a short mustache and grin. I am the mayor, Charel Mendez, the smaller man said, reading his droid. Carson, the telegram replied. He was olive skinned and black eyed, but not of Spanish heritage. It showed he had on his belt the most vicious looking knife Mendez has ever seen. And you? The mayor turned his eyes to the smallest bad man for the newcomer. The little man was looking. I work for El Jefe, he said proudly. I know all about him, all about his operation. I can tell Pedro Mendez how to bring him down. Charles, I was for. You work for? I did work for the small man. But they have not paid what I was. This man, he indicated the tall man at his side, had a friend who worked for Pedro Mendez. His friend said that Senor Mendez would pay me handsomely for information about El Jefe. That he can give me protection. LFA will try to kill me for what I know. Wills were turning in Charles' mind. He could get rid of his boss's worst competitor, and here was the means to do it. He Welcome, he told the man. All right, bring coffee. Come, come into my office, and we will speak of these things, he added, motioning him into his office with a smile that reached almost to his ears. Roy Corio was a very good actor. He told Charles all about LFA's operation where his contacts were, what routes he used, even the names of the men who headed the distribution hubs in Mexico and the United States, of course. Every word was a lie, but he was so convincing with the information that Charles was almost beside himself with excitement. <laughs> this is very good news, he told her, and I promise that you will be protected. In fact, you can speak to Pedro Mendez in just a few minutes. He's on his way here right now. He and I are our enforced Alito, who go to the cabin where we are holding El Jefe's daughter and her American friend, Miss Marcoli. They will be tortured and it will be recorded. Pedro is going to send a video to El Jefe to show him how powerful and how ruthless and how cunning we are. He had so many men protecting his daughter, he laughed. And they all failed. We have her. Carson was lounging against the wall, watching by his black eyes and there. Pedro Mendez is coming here. Yes, he's coming here. This is just a small town. 
Colorado is the hub for all the drug trafficking in northern Mexico. It is the most important town we own. I myself killed my predecessor here because of the jeweled gold-plated handle of the 45 automatic that is belt members. The American fraternalities compensated my guns. So I had so many, all beautiful, all terribly expensive. They would pay for this. I have one of their own prisoners, in addition to El Jefe's daughter. He will die for his arrogance, for my humiliation. Good for you, Cardinal. Mendez is coming here, you say? Yes, there is a whole convoy who could duck armor plated vehicles. There's no ammunition computers, even bulletproof glass. My boss is a direct character with potential attack. Smart, Carson's action. An assassin would be stupid to try to shoot him anyway. I don't know, Menendez. We know of a former government sniper across the border who might be tempted to try it. He met Cash Cryer. Carson didn't say a word, but he's laughing inside. You can speak to my cousin, Bussin, Menendez. Boy, yeah. And you will be well paid for you. I am grateful. <laughs> Carson stood up tall from his office. Well, I need to stretch my legs. Is there a canteen in this town? But of course, and there are women as well. Mendez said with a sarcasm. It is at the foot of the hill on the right. I think I'll go down and have a shot of tequila. Maybe sample of the local goods. He insinuated with a raised eyebrow in the desert. You're later, dude. Yes, of course. Carson walked down his easy, smooth stride, not menacing at all. Yet. How did you find this man? And this has ruined became visitors. He has connections to our world. That's all I know, the other man said. And he is very dangerous. Yes, the weapon he carries is impressive. Not as impressive as mine, however, he laughed, smoothing his hand over the butt of him. Now, let us drink coffee and talk of pleasant things. Outside, Carson moved out of sight and reclaimed the backpack he concealed behind, behind the building. There was only one road into Colodial that was well kept, and it cut across the barn of Barron County like a knife. The convoy would have to enter from it. Carson walked around the buildings, out onto the roadway. didn't matter if he was seen. It would make no difference. Boyle would find some excuse to leave the mayor's office and make his way to the border. He served his purpose with the diversion that gave Carson information and a chance to even the playing field of the drug lords by putting Pedro Mendez permanently out of business. He moved off the road and waited. He had a fierce temper and he rarely smiled, but he was patient. A few minutes later, the convoy came into sight from the distance. Carson had rigged a sort of gully suit out of netting and vegetation. He was invented by Scots sportsmen and borrowed by Highland soldiers. They were often seen in movies and some hunters used them, but they weren't in use in the military much anymore, not with the new computer-generated camouflage uniforms that blended with the new landscape. But if Carson was ex-military, he had no uniform, and he was a trained sniper as well as a field medic. This time, the sniper could do him a little good against Alvaro Army plated, but he had a few tricks up his sleeves, learned in missions from, for Epscot's counterterrorism group. Those drug lords' vehicles were very heavily armored, yes, but most people neglected to do the same thing on the undercarriage. The lead vehicle, the one containing Pedro Mendez, was easy to pick out because of its over-the-top gold and jewel fixtures. Even the rearview mirror was priceless. Pity, Carson thought to the shore, stuffed wealth, but then this little monster tortured into an innocence. That couldn't be allowed. A message had to be sent. 
a warning. Carson picked up three hand grenades. He pulled the pin on the first one and almost casually tossed it right in the path of the lead vehicle. He did the same on the next two. Then he ran like hell. Inside the mayor's office, the explosion were so loud they shook the What the hell is that? Cheryl exclaimed. Come on, boy. Did you hear that? Boy walked out. What could it be? He asked the mock horror. Look, fire gases. He spotted the wreckage of three armored planet people. My cousin. He started running toward the outskirts of town. Poor Afal, who put his hands in his pocket, smiled thoughtfully, and melted back into the population of the town, gathered quickly to see what the noise signified. Charles recognized what was left of his cousin. Nobody in those vehicles was left alive. Pedro Mendez is dead, he said. My cousin is dead. Who could have done this, Horace? Only we knew what that he was doing. Only we, Charles said. Where is the man that Roy and Carson? Go to the canteen and see if he's at there. At once, Charles looked at the wreckage as the townspeople gathered in horror around him. He is dead, one of the men whispered. The leader of the cartel is dead. No, Charles said one straightening and turned him. I am now leader of the cartel. Nobody will know that. As you say, Patron, he said, congratulations on your new job. Charles smiled. He thought taller already. Jorge came back very soon to I cannot find either of them. The bartender said that no American had been seen in the cantina. Charles said, Those Americans, they did this. I fear they did, Horace. What can we do now? Charles said, We will kill El Jefe's daughter and send him the video. I will go myself. You will go with me. Horace said, Couldn't Lito go instead? He's very good at torture. Charles said, All right, he said. Go and fetch it. Now someone take care of the bodies and arrange the penal. Yes, Patron. Charles thought of the American female. He had seen photos of her. She was quite lovely. He pursed his lips. He would enjoy her for the cameras and then slit her throat. But Jefe would pay for his arrogance for killing Pedro Menendez. Charo would see to it personally. End of chapter 14.